What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. As always, I am your host, Cam Tastic, and I hope you are ready for some news because we have six stories for you this week. Those story headlines include Hogwarts Legacy State of Play, Epic and Xbox raised $36 million for Ukraine in one day, a hands-on with Kirby in the Forgotten Lands, PlayStation set to acquire another game studio, Fortnite removing building, and a new Witcher game in development. We'll bring you all those stories and more because this is the Entitled Gamecast, where each and every week we plug you with the hottest of news in the big wide world of video games. Remember, you can always tune in live at twitch.tv slash camtastic Sundays at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time, or if you happen to miss out, you can always catch us later on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and podcast services around the globe. And now, it's time for some motherfucking news! This week, joining us... We have Sergeant Rudas. Sergeant Rudas, how you doing? Hey, what's up, everybody? How you doing? Great. We also, oops, sorry about that. We also have Wolf Hunter, aka Wes. How you doing this week, Wes? I'm good. How's it going, guys? All right, let's get into it. All right, first news story we have this week, ladies and gentlemen, is Hogwarts Legacy. I don't know if any of you guys have. Uh, have kept up with Hogwarts Legacy. There was a big release, a big announcement on it a few months ago, but there hasn't been much until yesterday. So let's see what's going on. One second while I cue this up for you guys in the background. All right. So here's everything that's been revealed for Hogwarts Legacy at the state of play. So a delightful array of information has finally been revealed for the upcoming Hogwarts Legacy with the title receiving its own state of play presentation on March 17th. The veil has finally been lifted for fans. <clears throat> excuse me. The veil has finally been lifted for fans who have been waiting for a long time for the information relevant to the game. Fan buzz and hype surrounding Hogwarts Legacy has seriously picked up as a result of the state of play presentation, with the game set to come out this year. The presentation revealed the physical and temporal setting of Hogwarts Legacy, as well as the game mechanics, available spells, and much more. Hogwarts Legacy is an upcoming action-adventure role-playing game set in the sprawling open world. The game takes place within the Harry Potter universe, namely the acclaimed Wizarding School of Hogwarts, and is set in the 1800s, long before the events of the books and the films. The game will see players embroiled in the lifestyle of students at Hogwarts, eventually voyaging on a dangerous journey to uncover a hidden truth of the Wizarding world. Players will be able to learn and master a variety of spells, upgrade their abilities, brew options, and tame wild beats as just a fraction of their exploration. The game is being developed by Avalanche Software and published by Warner Bros. Interactive Entertainment and is set to come out fall of 2022. Rudas, you, uh, I don't know if you've heard much about this game or if there's any, uh, there's any excitement going on for you. I'm down to clown, bro. I saw, the, I saw this on the uh, state of play and I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh... Fucking hates so I hate the fact there's so many freaking games coming out and I'm I feel like there's not enough time. But this looks this looks amazing. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty stoked too. I, I mean I'm I'm huge into Harry Potter. I love Harry Potter and I had heard about this game a while back and uh I I'm completely honest, I totally forgot about it, like everyone else I'm sure. Um but from what I've heard and read so far, I mean it's just pretty much what everybody's asked for. A Hogwarts RPG where you're a student, you take classes, you do the whole deal. The graphics and everything look amazing. Uh, Wes, I know you're an avid Harry Potter fan. Is this something that you're, uh, you might look into more, something you're going to play? Yeah, you know, I was stoked when they first, so they first announced this back in 2020. 
and it's been just steadily being pushed back and back. Um, one thing I'm happy to see them taking a stance on is that they've, from the get-go, said that this there are not going to be any microtransactions in this, and that they've taken a heavy stance on that. So it's it's uh, refreshing in today's you know sea of of games, including microtransactions, to see studios still still taking that stance um, that they're just going to offer the straight-up game and then whatever DLC is to come. But um, I'm, I'm stoked about it. It looks like they're putting a lot of time and effort into just you're not spell slinging. It matters what spells you're going to be slinging. I think it's, so. it's kind of standard, though, for an RPG, though, right? They don't really, the RPGs don't really do microtransactions because the whole point of the game is to like grind it out. Well, some have. Some oh, have really? Yeah. Yeah, cosmetic well, like, I mean, like, Elden, Elden Ring's my first, my first, I guess, real RPG, if you don't count what I did. Well, but... like the like Cam mentioned, it would be like cosmetic based. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen if they've announced any kind of PvP or multiplayer element to this. I think it's still probably too early stages to do that. But yeah, it's looking like it's single player. I mean, from a lot of the gameplay, it looks really cool. The um, I played a lot of the the Harry Potter's. The first three I played them on GameCube and PS3. And um, excuse me, they were a lot of fun. And this looks like just you know pretty much everything everybody asked for after playing those they're like oh man it'd be cool if you could just be a student here and just you know blah blah blah. i do hope they do something how they said you can choose between the houses i do hope that that's not more of just a cosmetic thing and that it actually has different skill trees and different abilities for each house yeah something like actually make it relevant right hey joe yeah, thank you for dropping by the stream man it is it is a single player they're not going to have any co-op or anything like that but i mean who knows down the line? Maybe they uh, decide to open it up. Yeah, I mean, like uh, you know, Red Dead for shoot over a year. Red Dead was just a single player game, and uh, Kevin and I played the crap out of that. And all of a sudden, they announced online, and we're like, oh, yes, and yeah, I was on after that. So I'm hoping that's that's the case here, that everybody you know get some time to play and enjoy the game, and then eventually open it up to to multiplayer online to be sick. Yeah, that's pretty much everything. The way everything's gone, the way of COVID, as far as like, I mean, you just gotta you gotta be able to play with friends. Um, either that, or you've got to be amazing, like a, like Elden Ring, like something that you're just gonna sink time and time into. Yeah, it's and it's hard, especially with you know RPGs. You know, they're mo- they're mostly meant to be a single player game, but um, like you said, the, the way of the way of COVID here lately. You know, everybody wants to to hang with the homies and and play online, so. You know, that's definitely, when I see multiplayer, that's definitely something that piques my interest when I'm looking at a new game. Yeah, PvP would be sick. Like, dueling other wizards and shit. Like, even just, like, having the gameplay footage and stuff go. I'm not sure the console exclusivity on it. Um, The fact that it's at a state of play makes me worried that it's only on PlayStation. No, it's it's, uh, going to be PlayStation, Xbox, PC, and Switch. Okay, that is good to know then. And Switch. That makes sense. If they ever had a PvP... If they ever add a PvP element in the future, if they don't have Quidditch, I'm gonna be mad. That'd be so awesome. Even just even not PvP, even just having Quidditch in here would be awesome. Ima- hey, imagine yeah. a, a Quidditch multiplayer. So that's gonna be bro. fire. That's, dude, this looks like Elden Ring shit right here. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. The uh, what's it called? The fact that it's on Switch is probably gonna be a cloud game on Switch. Like, um, I forgot the last game that had that. Uh, control was one of them, but um, that makes sense as to why Joe Bro in chat says that it looks like it's going to take up a lot of battery. Uh, K Dog, <laughs> thank you for dropping by, my man. Rude ass, thanks for for the uh, 22 month sub. Yeah, dude, this shit looks pretty cool. 
yeah, I'm, I'm digging it so far as far as like the looks and the feel of it. So, um, yeah, and this isn't even final gameplay. I mean, yeah, and the fact cool. that they released like a full on, like, I think it was 20 or 30 minutes of gameplay at the state of play, um, it just it, it instills confidence that you know the game's close to ready at least. Yeah, I played I played one Harry Potter years and years and years ago on PlayStation Two. Sounds it was shortly right. after the first. It was shortly after the first movie. I can't remember, but that that shit was hard. Did they mention anything? If there's going to be VR support off the bat, they have not. Because um, that would be cool. Yeah, it seems. I feel like a Harry Potter VR though would have to be like an entirely different game. Like it would have to be yeah. like like the Star Wars ones, like where it's just like completely. Because yeah, like seeing all this like wizarding stuff right now, all these combos, it, it would be pretty sweet in the VR. Even if they had like motion controls on the Switch, that'd be pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the combat looks really cool. Yeah, it does. Jobro makes a good point too that they, uh, they should have a story mode that lets you play through the movies, like different, you know, different uh, milestones throughout the movies, kind of like how uh, Dragon Ball games will have you play through popular episodes and. That'd be kind of cool, or like at yeah. least add you to add you to the story. You like not necessarily play as Harry Potter, right? that would add you as like a, a component to like help him through a mission or whatever. Well, see, and that's yeah. what, that's one thing that they actually did say specifically in the state of play was that they're staying away from um, characters. Like they don't want because they don't want the game to point you in any direction of an antagonist or protagonist. Like they want it to just be a straight pure experience. You create a student, you're going to the school, so there's no like from the you know prior Harry Potter universe there's no you know Dumbledore there's no this is good guys the bad guy like it's just unfiltered Harry Potter mm. yeah so oh, that's cool I'm, I'm sure they put a lot of thought into it yeah it, it looks like they did yeah so yeah I'm, I'm down to play this as am all, I I'll add it to the backlog yeah I know right and then this fall is just <laughs> gonna add 500 more games to the backlog what a time to be alive! Tell you what, right? <laughs> this is Jeffrey. this is the this is this is the uh, the era of the nerd right here. It, yeah, totally. Joe Russ says it sounds like they're trying to. Uh, we don't want to pay the actors, so new movie characters. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Joe Bro, those actors are getting paid no matter what because they just purchased the overall rights for the movies. Unfortunately, um, but yeah, they, I mean, if they could cheap out, I'm sure they will. Mm. Looks like my wife just ordered DoorDash without me. Mm, chat. What? what? It's okay. It's dinner. It's Chipotle. I'm not eating that shit. Gross. Yeah. Horrible. Um, all right. Well, Chad, that leads us on to story number two. Epic and Xbox commit Fortnite. Excuse me. Commit Fortnite proceeds to Ukraine for two weeks, raising thirty-six million dollars in one day. That's fucking insane. Nuts. This story is brought to you by Tom Ivan over at VGC, the Video Game Chronicle. If you guys haven't checked out that website, I highly recommend it. Epic Games has com- has committed to donating, quote, all its Fortnite proceeds, unquote, to Ukraine humanitarian efforts for a two-week period ending on April 3rd. It has been joined by Xbox, which also which also donated its net proceeds from Fortnite during this time. The money is going to four humanitarian organizations, Direct Relief, the United Nations Children's Fund, the United Nations World Food Program, and the United Nations Refugee Agency. 
Just one day after announcing the donation plan, Epic Games said $36 million has been raised to support the people affected by the war in Ukraine. The United Nations Refugee Agency estimates that 3 million people have fled to neighboring countries since Russia invaded Ukraine on February 24th. Many games companies have made significant donations to the humanitarian relief effort in Ukraine, including Square Enix, Embracer Group, 11-Bit Studios, Bandai Namco, CD Projekt Red, Supercell, Ubisoft, Unity, and the Pokemon Company. Indie developers from across the world have also contributed games to a large bundle designed to raise money for Ukraine. The bundle for Ukraine is available at itch.io and contains 991 items. Players who make a minimum donation of $10 will get everything DRM-free. It has raised over $6 million to date. And Humble Bundle's $40 Stand with Ukraine bundle has raised over $10 million for charity so far. That is a 123-piece bundle, and it's available until Friday. Wes, um, I mean, with everything going on in Ukraine and stuff, this could only be a good thing. How do you, I mean, what do you think about the whole, the whole epic Xbox? 36 mil in one day. I mean, I think it's awesome. It just shows you what the power these companies have and what they can do if they choose to use that power right. Um, this is our generation's, you know, telethon, essentially, for fundraising money. So it's just a means of using modern-day technology and what the current trends are to, to for a good cause. I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all about it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that that's a good point about the, the it's like the um, telefunding. I mean, I'll tell you what, it's a lot more than just changing your logo to the flag for, you know, a couple of weeks. So I'm, I'm glad that they're they're stepping up and actually, you know, uh, taking action with, with the influence they have. Yeah. Hey, Wes, your mic's sounding a little bit uh, scratchy and static. You're, I don't know if you're, you're, getting, you're getting deeper and deeper underwater. Yeah, I don't know if you need to unplug and plug back in or hop back in and out of Discord. But... All right, what's up? Yeah, dude. Um, Hubble Bundle is like quickly becoming like one of my favorite like game providers because i mean they've already been doing this whole um donating you know proceeds to to charity and whatnot but a 123 piece nugget for 40 bucks yeah and they were like the first ones on it too that i heard of they were like right on that shit yeah dude i mean i i don't even know where the hell do you even store 123 games i have to go buy more memory just to fucking download all that shit right and then the what's it called sandisk and western digital should share some of their proceeds they're like hey buy the humble <laughs> Hundle bundle recently one terabyte portable hard drives 20 percent of the proceeds go to ukrainian relief efforts and, and it, it would sell yeah I, that's just nuts to me how um like 36 million dollars in one day and it's crazy because it's not even like like that's so much more than if epic was just like okay we're gonna donate two hundred thousand dollars or okay we're gonna donate yada 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 like they didn't just throw a time on it excuse me for one sorry about that chat well the, the the thing is uh they didn't really like advertise it either i didn't really get an email i mean i'm, I'm subscribed to epic and stuff you know for email notifications i didn't get no email notification about um hey by the way you know proceeds are going to go towards you know ukraine for um starting this this time yeah and and so that's just that's just how many users and microtransactions are going on in Fortnite at any given time or any given day because it happened in one day. Yeah, that's that's just nuts. How is my mic better? Worse. <laughs> yeah, somehow that got worse. All right, one second. 
Yeah, I um other hamsters to run faster. Yeah, dude, 36 mil. God, one day I I can't wait to see um at, at the end of April, what was it? April 3rd was the last day of this, I believe. Um Yeah. God, that's crazy. That's just Well, it is crazy. the last day. Yeah, it is the last day of this time. It's still going it's still ongoing. Yeah, so it's been so like I just can't wait to see what it's going to be at the end of it. Like that's nuts. That's like, Well, and they they did they, they timed this right. Because they started this at the beginning of when they released the latest version of this season of Fortnite. So they timed it on purpose for that. And the fact that they're saying, you know, they're giving up their upfront funds on a brand new release of a season says a lot. Yeah, that is huge. That has got to be a huge, like, yeah, that's a good point. Like, that's their biggest, like, cash cows is probably the start of a new season with all the battle passes buying that day. Like, yeah, that's nuts. Like, that's, yeah, that is, that is quite a commitment from Epic. Um yeah it's crazy it says a lot man yeah, that's off to them yeah seriously and you know microsoft's on board with it too saying any part of you know anything purchased through their microsoft stores going through it as well like i don't know microsoft seems to be making all the right moves man i i'm 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 really on board for it like they're you know whether it's buying activision and cleaning house like whether like you know they've been phil spencer's been a big proponent of um just you know the the anti um the culture that's been going around the gaming industry, harassment, you know, things of that nature. Um, yeah, this just adds on to it. You know, Xbox is, uh, Xbox really is out there trying to, uh, you know, do more than just, just video games. Should we segue on to number five talking about Epic? Yeah, actually we can just go ahead and go over to skip over to, um, since we're already talking about Epic, we'll skip over to story number five. One sec, I got to bring up the video now. All right. So, chat, we're going to jump over to story number five for you real quick. So if it goes out of order and stuff, you know, deal with it. This one's brought to you by Jordan Midler over at Video Game Chronicle. Uh, actually, let me give you let me give you a little bit of video with this. There we go. Uh, Fortnite has removed building from its main mode for this new season. Fortnite's new season, Resistance, which brings with it a new battle pass filled with new skins such as Marvel's Doctor Strange, will remove the crucial mechanic for a short period of time. A new loading screen that launched within the season reads, All battle, no building. Quote, Building has been wiped out. It's up to the resistance to get it back. Jump in with your squad and help the seven uncover. Excuse me, help the seven uncover the imagined order's nefarious plan. End quote. A new loading screen that launched with the season reads: "All battle, no building." Building has been wiped out. Sorry, apparently. Copy and pasted that twice. Uh, movement has also received a large change with default movement speed in the game being increased and new faster sprint also being implemented. Uh, mantling has also been added to the game as well as being able to open doors while moving using a shoulder bash. Um, Wes, what's up? You know, does this is tickle your fancy? We got a, we got a Fortnite here with no building. I mean, I'm all for it. They did this a while back and I was a big fan of it. Yeah, I, I remember think. you and I were on that tough. I'm I'm hoping it's a uh, test to see if it's something that's viable for them, which I think it is because that's been the number one complaint from people. Bro, has just been. Bro, if they, if they want to test that, I'm down to download the game again and show these kids what's up about the claps and cheeks. Mm -hmm. You can't build them more. Let's, let's see who has some real aim. Yeah, I'm I'm about 
ready to yeah i'm, I'm gonna download this shit again tonight personally because <laughs> they came out with that mode a couple years back wes and i played for a few weeks and we were on that shit tough and it was like during a time period where we hadn't played fortnite for a couple of years and we hopped back into fortnite and then we were getting our asses kicked and then we went into and we were like damn do we really suck at this game and then we went to no building mode and then we started kicking everyone's asses and we're like okay we just suck at building yeah that's 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 my thing my thing and kev too me and kev were always playing uh we played all all the first season and then i think some of the second and then like it's just like building got out of hand and we're like ah, fuck this shit it's not even about you know who's got the better aim or rotations and whatnot it's just who can build better yeah you fucking shoot at somebody and you know in 2.2 seconds they got a five-star hotel built up around their homie yeah so i know uh yeah, that, joe bro that, that, kind of, that, that that drew me away from that yeah, Sam. I know Joe Bro twenty ten and Chad is uh, super big into um, super big into Fortnite. He's not um, that good. He says Prowler and Doctor Stranger in Fortnite now, and that the lore is getting way better. From the sound of it, it sounds like the lore is getting pretty cool. Yeah, they um, actually have a story now. Like I, um, well, they when when I was playing it in season one, they didn't really have a, any kind of lore. No, there really just, wasn't. It was it was just a BR game with a bunch of cartoony shit going on. If they keep a no building mode, then it's some. It'll it, this game will be added to my regular rotation because I've constantly been tempted to come back into Fortnite purely based on their IPs, like the fact that they've just got any character, any universe, anything you want. Like I skins alone have made me want to come back. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big cosmetic mm-hmm. whore, so uh, if this whew, if they get rid of this, I got some skins saved up in my backlog. Ooh, Epic about got, to take got, all my money. I got all the skins. Bro, I'm about to go right now, and before April 3rd, I'm just going to buy a hella skins. That way, I can do it guilt-free. All my shit's going to be donated to you know, Ukrainian it's relief Ukraine, efforts. Yeah, yeah, right. It's worth it. It's hella yeah. worth it. So, Yeah, I'm down to download it again and uh, give that, that no-build uh, a try. Shoot, we used to, I, I, used to, I used to love. I used to love Fortnite. We were we were on this hard. It's fun. I love the simplicity of it. Well, I mean, obviously, it's probably it's probably not going to be simple anymore when we jump in. But I loved this, you know, simplicity of like, all right, here's a gun. Here's three colors of the gun. You know, yada yada yada. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm down to. Well, we probably won't download by tonight. I was gonna say I'm down to let it play it after this stream, but we'll we'll have to hop on it later this week. Yeah, hell down. All right, chat. Well, we are gonna jump over to. Story number three. We have a hands-on of Kirby in the Forgotten Lands for you. Uh, Matt Castle over at VGC has already done his hands-on with it. I know there is a demo available in the eShop. So if you're curious about that, make sure and check it out. But again, Matthew Castle over at VGC writes... Hands on, Kirby in the Forgotten Land is the perfect follow-up to Elden Ring. There we go. There we go. Okay. Kirby in the Forgotten Lands is the perfect follow-up to Elden Ring. Can it be a coincidence that Kirby arrives so soon after Elden Ring? This is everything the Miyazaki masterpiece isn't welcoming bright frivolous and frothy and the perfect unicorn chaser after another session of being ripped of a new one from fleshy monstrosities actually a love of body horror is one of the games do have in common kirby's new big trick for the forgotten land is stretching himself over everyday objects to take possession of them akin to a candy floss condom 
Surely, you think, extending that tiny body to cover a car or a traffic cone will cause irreparable damage. Wouldn't he just be left as a baggy sack of elongated skin? Thankfully, Curbs always pings back into shape, letting you harness object fuel's powers that, that handle like blockbuster versions of the abilities he inhales from common enemies. A car lets you charge over ramps and shattered cracked rocks, expand around a staircase, and you not only can move it to create new routes for regular Kirby, but you can also slam the thing over to squash goons. The best is the vending machine, with Kirby shooting out fizzy drinks like a highly caffeinated Rambo. It leaves you wanting to see what the game cooks up next, though in this early slice of the game, not all the objects are made equal. Possessing a water tower cover to waggle off the lid or controlling a wall of lockers just to tip them over and reveal a hidden door feels a bit uninspiring after hooning the curb mobile around narrow clifftops. But even in these undercooked forms, there's fantastic comic joy in seeing the little guy's gurning face plastered across incorduous industrial design. There's a case to be made that Kirby has always been the ultimate beginner's platformer, and perhaps a Mario Odyssey Jr. is a valuable pitch. From a purely selfish point of view, I'd love to see the Forgotten Land take its color, imagination, and visual polish and stretch its ideas as much as it stretches its heroes. Of course, after another Elden Ring sesh, I'll probably be back to this adorable embrace. And on this front, it's already an unqualified success. Uh, Rudas, are you... Um I actually have never asked your opinion on Kirby. Are you a Kirby fan? If so, if not, what's up? This game, you hyped about it? You're not hyped about it? Just another one? Just another Nintendo release? Um, I'll tell you right now, I'm going to play it only because Joe Bro is going to get it. So He does I say he's excited it. for Kirby. Kirby, yeah. The car plus Kirby. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's already got it pre-ordered, so I'm going to end up getting access to it so i'm gonna play it but i kind of agree with um the the article of it being like um odyssey jr i mean that's, that's kind of what i that's kind of what it looks like for me you know watching the the gameplay trailer and whatnot it's, it looks fun like you know to mess around with it for a little bit but i don't really think i'm gonna be like oh i gotta be this game like it, it's just like something fun to mess around with you know yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat on that. It looks cool. It does look very much like, um, you know, the Super Mario 3D games. Um, it does look cool. I can see where uh, it's funny because just yesterday and the day before I was, um, I got these new grips for my Switch. And I was like, damn, I really want to, you know, play my Switch right now. But all I can think about is playing Elden Ring. And I was like, eh, I don't really feel like hopping into uh, Arceus right now. I'm going to pick that up, you know, again later. I'm still super excited to do that. But I'm going to jump back into that when I have like, you know, another chunk of time. And right now, looking at this game, this is like perfect. This is something I was like, damn, you know, I could have turned on last night and played for an hour or so before I went to bed and, you know, had a good time. Just it's a game you can just pick up and put down easily. At least it, it looks like it. Um, I know they teased it when it released. They're calling it Kirby Last of Us because, you know, it looks all derelict and run down uh, mm -hmm. cities and whatnot. Um, Wes, I know you're not huge on Nintendo and stuff. Does this Kirby, uh, this Kirby game something you might want to check out later? I mean, like you said, I'm not the biggest Nintendo uh, person. Like, I do like their main releases and all that. I, I've always liked Kirby as a character. Um, it would be cool if they incorporated some of the other uh, Kirby, I guess, story or characters into it. Um, but, uh, I mean, it looks like, like you said, it serves as a purpose of just being able to kick back and chill and play a game that's just puzzles and, you know, from the stress and from the grind of Elden Ring or, or what have you, but... 
Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I personally probably won't get it, but I feel like there's always going to be a, a market and a place for Kirby games. And hopefully, you know, maybe uh, update his moves or something in Smash with his new uh, abilities. Yeah, Joe Run Chat also says he's a big Kirby main in Smash, so he loves it. Yeah, we got a lot of Kirby mains out there in Smash. Joe Bro's not even good in Smash, so I don't know what he's talking I know, once we get Smash Nights going again, we'll have to we'll have to throw it down. Down Smash B. Oh, God. Down Smash B. <laughs> Andy still has nightmares from that. Right. <laughs> All right, Chad. Then that's going to lead us into story number four. Story number four. Fur. Fur. Story number four is... That, again, God damn, bro. It's, that's because this story is so fur. That's why. Um, story number four is brought to you over by Adam Bankhurst at IGN. PlayStation has acquired Jade Raymond's Haven Entertainment Studios. Sony Interactive has announced that it has entered an agreement to acquire Haven Entertainment Studios, the company founded by Jade Raymond, that will become the 18th studio to join PlayStation Studios family. Raymond, who was also the founder of Ubisoft Toronto and Motive Studios and one of the key figures behind Assassin's Creed, began Haven Studios in 2021 with an investment from Sony Interactive Entertainment, or SIE. When Haven Studios was announced, Raymond shared that the team was looking to create, quote, create worlds where players can escape, have fun, express themselves, and find community, end quote. Furthermore, it was confirmed that the project excuse me, that the project the team was working on would be a new IP that would be exclusive to PlayStation. This news just further cements their partnership. Quote, joining PlayStation Studios provides Haven with the creative freedom and unparalleled support to focus on building the highest quality games, said Jade Raymond, CEO and founder of Haven Studios. Continuing, we're so excited to have the opportunity to collaborate with and learn from all the exceptional PlayStation Studios. We intend to fully embrace the incredible capabilities of the PS5 to create new worlds and inspire players and allow them to connect in new ways, end quote. This new game is, quote, a new live service experience from PlayStation built upon a systemic and evolving world focused on delivering freedom, thrill, and playfulness, end quote. Raymond also previously revealed the game will feature social elements and user-generated content. Haven Studios currently has over 60 employees, and the day-to-day operations post-acquisition will continue to be run and managed and met by the management team at Haven Studios in close collaboration with PlayStation Studios' leadership team. Haven Studios is an emerging studio with an exceptional team of talent, and we're delighted to welcome them into PlayStation as our first game development studio in Canada, says Jim Ryan, president and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment. Quote, the studio's focus on creating an original AAA multiplayer game will not only flex the power of the PlayStation 5, but it'll further expand the diverse catalog of gaming experiences that can only be found on PlayStation. We have had the privilege of working closely with the team at Haven Studios over the past year and have been extremely impressed with its growth and progress on its first project, said Herman Holst, head of the PlayStation Studios. Jade has also built a world-class team in creative technology with creative technological prowess necessary to deliver on such an ambitious project. We value the studio's dedication to building a player-first, collaborative game environment that can last for generations and are thrilled to have them officially become part of the PlayStation Studios, end quote. Haven Studios are behind some well-known games such as Rainbow Six Siege, Tomb Raider, Star Wars Battlefront, The Sims, and many of the Assassin's Creed games. 
Wes, uh, I know you've played Assassin's Creed, Battlefront, Siege. We've all played them together. Um, this move, it's, it, what is it, what does this make you? Uh, like, I know we're more, we're not some, none of us own PS5s yet. So, um, you know, all of this is just stuff we might look forward to. It's nothing we can really play as of yet. But is this something that makes you want a PlayStation 5 um, if you didn't already want one? I mean, I think it's a big move in a number of ways. Uh, Sony's been making big moves right off the bat this year when they acquired Bungie back in February. Um, and this is just adding to their toolbox. Uh, it's another big move in the sense that this is Sony's first uh, step into the Canadian realm since they're, uh, I think, Montreal-based. Uh, and yeah, A, exactly. So I, I think uh, Sony's building up to something big. Uh Sony kind of has been on the back burner uh, where Microsoft has kind of been stepping up on things with the Game Pass and, and their their AAA hits. But I think Sony's cooking up to something big and they're just building up their toolbox to be able to get there. Uh, but I think I think it's big moves. I think it's good. You know, small small developer company, smaller developer developer company like that. I think it's it's a right play for them. Yeah, and they definitely. I mean, they have to keep up with with xbox that's why they made the um uh, acquisition of bungie you know pretty much in uh in immediate response to that um to the acquisition of activision uh but yeah i think uh, i think it's i mean it's impressive as hell what um uh, what they've done what haven studios has done um especially with uh jade raymond like 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 she's phenomenal she'll be in the hall of fame the dice awards hall of fame video game hall of fame hands down um the fact that she she also found ubisoft toronto which again ubisoft toronto was one of the main studios that brought like they did a lot of the assassin's creed games and then from this you know sony just kind of gives her free reign and she goes you know sets up another studio and that sony wants to purchase um what she's describing what what haven studios is describing that they're making sounds really fun i mean granted Whenever a, a game studio tells you what they're doing, of course, you know, it's supposed to sound fun. That's what, you know, they're doing. But um, it sounds it sounds ambitious, but it sounds, uh, I don't know, with PlayStation's backing it, I, I think it could be it could be something good. Um, how are you feeling about this, Rudass? I know you and I have been trying to get a PS5 for a bit now, so it might be the, something the, we have to miss out this, on. At this point, the only thing that I get excited about for PlayStation is just PC ports because I can't find a fucking PS5, so <laughs> how the fuck am I supposed to get excited about anything? Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, yeah, it sounds it sounds great, but, I mean, what if there's nothing I can do with that information aside from hope that one of these days I can get myself on a PS5 for retail, you know? Otherwise, I'm just waiting for PC ports at this point. Just hit up on a tank spots. <laughs> Oh, you mean Izzy? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Izzy, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna participate in that because I stand against it. Be part of the problem. I've been part of the problem, so I'm. I'm all about fuck them bots. Fuck, fuck them, them bots. Kids. Fuck them kids. <laughs> fuck them kids bots. Yeah, it's, you know, it's yeah. I mean, I'm. I'm glad they're making moves, but you know, it's it's hard to get really excited about anything like this when I can't be a part of it. So. You know, good for them, but I'll be more excited once I get myself a PS5. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. This, this whole PlayStation situation has been a bit um, out of I mean, hand. It's been, I spent, how long has it been? Fucking like two years now? At least, yeah. Nothing, nothing's it's gonna been, change. It's been like two years. Like, how, how is this still a thing? 
Yeah, I think they should at least. I mean, I guess they have been porting more games, but if they can't make more PlayStations, then you got to do something. Yeah, but they're they're, port, they're they're porting games, you know, that are like a couple years behind. Like they just ported God of War, which I'm really glad they did. Fucking, yeah, yeah, because I fucking love that game. But yeah, two uh, or shit, four years later. Yeah, you know, well, they and since, it, like since they don't have like an equivalent for the Game Pass, how the Game Pass how it lets you like stream games on your phone or whatever. Like if they had an equivalent of that. Where I can, you know, cloud-based play PlayStation games, I would totally yeah, subscribe I, for that. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll play it at a, at a dumbed-down quality for as long as I get to play your games down. Yeah, because at this Super point, down. it's not even like a oh, we're holding out on exclusives so we can get more people to buy PlayStations. It's like no, people are straight out missing out on your content because of this. Like, yeah. you got to find a way to at least get this content out there. Otherwise, it's not going to build momentum. Like, it's gonna it's gonna affect things like later on. Like, okay, like if if their content hasn't reached as much hands, like how are they going to green light sequels? How are they going to start new projects based on other like, ones? It, like imagine, imagine if they had a, a cloud-based system like Xbox does and you know, it's been going on for as long as it has been with Xbox. They'd have, they'd have my money. They'd have your money and millions of others because we want to play uh, PlayStation games. Yeah. Yeah, totally. You know, so they, they are missing out on money and I don't know why they fail to realize that, but that's on them. Yeah, they, I mean, they got to figure something. Maybe maybe they are. I mean, they are working on a Game Pass-like service called Project Spartacus, so we'll see. But, like, there's no details as to, okay, is it going to be a subscription-based, like, Game Pass where you get day one titles? Or is it going to be, like, cloud gaming? Or is it going to be, like, a back catalog of only, like, PS3, PS2, yeah, PS4 even games? If even, if it's, like, even if it's cloud gaming, as long as it's day one, I'll do that. I don't have to, I don't have, to get, have a, you know, copy downloaded to my PC. I'll, you know, so I tried the... Um, I tried the cloud-based gaming on Xbox. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. You don't get the same um, FPS and and quality that you do with uh, actually having the game downloaded, but it's still very playable. Still looks decent. You know, I'm I'm down with it. Yeah, I've have done it um, before with Xbox. I've done it on the Switch as well and uh, Stadia, and I I think it's I think it's just fine. Uh, alrighty, well we're gonna move on to. Since we already addressed story number five, this is going to be our sixth and final story of the evening. Uh, this story number six is brought to you by, bam, let me hop this over here, Adam Bankhurst over at IGN. CD Projekt Red confirms a new Witcher game is in development and will use Unreal Engine 5. While not much has been revealed about the upcoming game, the announcement did confirm that this new game will be, quote, kicking off a new saga for the franchise and a new technology partnership with Epic Games, quote, end quote. No development time frame or release date has been given either, but CG Project Red did share a teaser image, which I will bring up for you right now because I closed the window. CD Projekt Red did state, however, that we are not planning on making the game exclusive to one storefront, despite working together with Epic. Epic just killing it out here, right? <clears throat> yeah, I got, I got, I got Witcher Three for free from Epic. Yeah, uh, there was also no word as to whether Geralt or Rivia would star in this new saga, but the medallion does appear to be of a similar fashion to Geralt's wolf medallion. That is just one of those that were given to Witcher candidates from the School of the Wolf after they passed the Trial of the Grasses. The medallion covered in snow, so it could be from the School of the Cat or New School altogether, but we will have to wait to find out. 
The move to Unreal Engine 5 is also notable as CD Projekt Red had used their own proprietary Red Ending technology to build their game since The Witcher 2 Assassins of Kings. Quote, one of the core aspects of the internal Red 2.0 transformation is a much stronger focus on technology, and our cooperation with Epic Games is based on this principle, CD Projekt Red CTO Powell Zaudani said. Quote, from the outset, we did not consider a typical licensing arrangement. Both we and Epic see this as a long-term fulfilling tech partnership. It is vital for CD Projekt Red to have the technical direction of our next game decided from the earliest possible phase, as... In the past, we spent a lot of resources and energy to evolve and adapt Red Engine with every subsequent game release. This cooperation is so exciting because it will elevate the development predictability and efficiency while simultaneously granting us access to cutting-edge game development tools. I can't wait for the great games we're going to create using Unreal Engine 5, end quote. Epic has been building Unreal Engine 5 to enable teams to create dynamic open worlds at an unprecedented scale and level of fidelity, founder and CEO of Epic Games Tim Sweeney added. Quote, we are deeply honored by the opportunity to partner with CD Projekt Red to push the limits of interactive storytelling and gameplay together, and this effort will benefit the developer community for years to come, end quote. While this new Witcher game will utilize Unreal Engine 5, CD Projekt Red did say that Red Engine is, quote, still being used for development of upcoming Cyberpunk 2077 expansion, end quote. The Witcher 3 was released in 2015 and won a total of 250 Game of the Year awards, including one from IGN, and is considered by most to be the greatest RPG of all time. Rudas, I know you just said you got you got The Witcher 3 from uh, from Epic Games. I don't know how much of it you played, if any. Um, I know we follow CG Project Red quite a bit. Does this new Witcher game excite you at all? Um, I know you like the show. <laughs> I, 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 man, I freaking love that show so much. That show's amazing. Um, no, I haven't played Witcher 3. It's been on my backlog of games to play. Um, I got, like I said, I got it from Epic and then it's just, it's sitting there waiting for me. But like, you know, like I said before, when we have a multiplayer game get released, you know, it's always what I always usually fall towards because we love playing with the homies. But I do intend to play Witcher 3 before I play the new Witcher. So, um, probably sooner than I thought, to be honest with you. Um, and then... Like I said, with Elden Ring being my first actual like real RPG and enjoying it so much, I'm I'm definitely actually looking forward to playing this and trying this out. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, the uh, The Witcher's been on my backlog of games for a bit as well for a long time, but it's one of those that I have for, downloaded and ready for a rainy day because it's just at some point you have to play it. Um, Wes, did you did mm, excuse me? Uh, did you play Witcher three at all? I can't remember. You know, I tr- I started it, but I never really dove deep enough into it. Uh, I know, like you said, it's got an, a you know uh, uh, astounding amount of awards that it's won. And even though, I mean, I think it came out in 2015. So, I mean, the fact that it's still relevant, that people still play it, and that's still regarded as, you know, the greatest RPG of all time says something. So they do have big shoes to fill in this one. I think they're taking the right step with going Unreal Engine after the fumble with Cyberpunk. Uh, they're kind of learning not to take all the burden onto them and kind of outsourcing and making good connections with already established engines. But I'm 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 excited to see where it goes, honestly. I think it's a good 
a good test of waters, a good um, see how the, the partnership of Unreal Engine goes with CD Projekt Red. And hopefully, you know, if it goes off without a hitch, we'll see more of their use in, in the future games. Yeah, I've seen some some of this Unreal 5 um, engine at work when they did the the demos for it, and it's crazy. Like it looks so realistic, like the facial reckon, like the facial features and movements and stuff. It's gonna be nuts. These games are going to look, they're gonna look crazy. <laughs> That's all well, that just is. not not only that, but it's a it's a it's a combination of how they look, but with they're just reliable. Like the the Unreal Engine, a lot of games. Uh, you know, use that, and it's just I haven't heard of any real real hitches come out with that right off the bat. So it's just it's it's a reliable engine that performs very well. Yeah, I think with Cyberpunk though, like they just they I don't know. It seems like they rushed it, even though they had to delay it. Like, and then they just said, "Fuck it, we got to go with what we got." Well, Some that's the thing is that you know how much time, effort, and money was put into developing their engine when it wasn't really is kind of half-assed. So yeah. I wonder how the launch. I guarantee the launch would have gone a lot smoother if they would have made this decision a game earlier. But they were already yeah. so deep into Cyberpunk with their own engine, it's kind of like, well, gonna have to move forward with it. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. And like it was so hyped, like they couldn't do like a full-on delay again. Like, yeah, that was that, that's probably one of the biggest fumbles of all time right there yeah and they they did it to themselves pretty much they hyped it up too much but um and i still have that game and i still and i still want to play it but i'll I'll get to it eventually yeah it's it's sitting there but like like the witcher 3 the problem is they keep coming out with good rpgs so it's just gonna keep getting put on the backlog all right. Thank you, chat, for joining us so much this week. We really appreciate it. We'll see you guys next week at 7.30 p.m. Sunday Pacific time here at twitch.tv slash camtastic. Make sure you guys are following our host, Sergeant Rudass, at twitch.tv slash Sergeant Rudass as well. Make sure you guys drop by and check out the podcast on anywhere that you guys get your podcast: Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, the whole shebang. Click that little bell so you get a notification every time we drop a new podcast. And if you feel so kind, please leave us a rating. You know, five stars. All right, all right, all right. All right, guys, we're going to drop in a raid, Sergeant K-Dog 84. Thank you guys for chilling with us, and we will catch you next week.